Hey there, podcast listener. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where each and every week, the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader and investor. For more information, products, services, and detailed show notes, including a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the news and media tab in the navigation. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within, and hopefully you've had a great start to 2018, and hasn't it been quite interesting on the market with our high um, this year happening in January, and since then we've had probably, well not probably, we've had uh, the following weeks and months with the market falling away, but uh, nothing to despair too much about. We're just coming into a normal two-year low. We've had about time roughly... Um, all told about 12 weeks down but that's not really what I want to talk about today so hopefully if you found our YouTube channel every uh, week I do a a market report on our YouTube channel so just go to YouTube and type in Wealth Within and you'll get Wealth Within TV so if you haven't found that yet please go and have a look at it and remember to subscribe to the channel it's really important subscribing to the channel one thing it helps you um, so you know when we're putting up a new uh, video um, of a market or whatever else we're doing like um, we've got stock recommendations on there and a whole um, ask the trader series on there as well so there's a few different things as i said so it helps you a lot but it also helps us if you do subscribe to the channel so remember you do that as well but today i wanted to chat a little bit about um self-managed super funds and it's always in the media self-managed super funds and we've now got the banking inquiry going on there's also um you know that's going to affect financial planners the industry or financial industry and there's always something going on to do with self-managed super funds the labor government's come out with their its thing on the dividend or the franking credits and everything else for super funds etc so um, I just want to talk a bit about an article that was in Self-Managed Superfund Advisor. Um, it's an online magazine for industry, and you probably wouldn't never have seen it, but something that I get through, and it's a lovely uh, lady wrote an article called Katerina, and I've met her a few times and chatted to her about a few different things, but she talks about um, Paul Keating and uh, uh, something that he came out with recently at the start of April. Um, and I'll just quote from the article directly. There was articles out on the 6th of April here, so it's a couple of weeks old now. But it says, Paul Keating believes limited recourse borrowing arrangements are an accident bound to happen, a prediction which hasn't been well received by the self-managed super fund profession, despite signs of stress and loss appearing with clients' leveraged assets. Beautiful title, and I, to me, I've been saying this sort of stuff for quite a long time, as soon as they sort of brought in this limited recourse borrowing um, for superannuations. is What I know with 100% certainty is the majority of people don't understand leveraging or borrowing, and they don't do it the appropriate way. Um, they over leveraged over leveraging caused the GFC it caused the 29 crash and over borrowing and over leveraging causes pretty much every single crash um, and that's exactly what's happened with Bitcoin you see a lot of people went in and borrowed a lot of money um, of houses etc etc credit cards people were using credit cards to buy bitcoins you know so uh, and that creates that big euphoric rise just before the crash. So to me, borrowing is is excellent if you do it the right way, and it can really accelerate your wealth. 
but it really can do the exact opposite. And, and I agree with Mr. Keating when he says it's an accident bound to happen, and it is. The other flip of the coin is it's about the industry. So the part of this statement, he says the, the, it wasn't well received by the super and self-managed super fund profession. And for obvious reasons is a lot of people in the self-managed super fund profession, I'm not saying the accountants side of things, but even to some degree some of those, is when there's borrowing involved, banks make lots of money and banks pay commissions on the borrowings uh, in terms of clips on the interest rates back through to people. They pay, uh, there's referral fees um, for people buying property through advisors. There's a whole range of different incentives for people to promote borrowing into super funds. Now, it can be done very, very well, and that's not the issue here if it's done correctly, but often people left to their own devices will over-leverage and then point the finger at somebody else when the proverbial hits the fan, or as Mr. Keaton calls it, the accident bound to happen, and we see that all the time. And we'll see it again. It's just normal. I'll go back to the article, and it says, the uh, the architect of compulsory superannuation Australia, which is Mr. Keating, former treasurer turned prime minister, Mr. Paul Keating, has again taken to the national stage to blast borrowing and superannuation. He goes and says, this should never have happened. Happened. I've opposed it always, Mr Keating said, according to Fairfax Media Reports. He's also knocked the freebie imputation credits, effectively throwing support behind Labor's contentious reform plans. Well, Keating was Labor, so I'm assuming he should support that, but doesn't have to. Some firms and brokers are reporting that lending restrictions and softening valuations in the residential property market are now impacting client bases. In the best cases, clients are foregoing opportunity. In the worst cases, they are losing funds on settlement, particularly with off-the-plan developments, which, had, which have lengthy settlement periods. Still, the self-managed super fund profession remains broadly supportive in borrowing in super, providing it's done in accordance with sound investment strategy for the fund. Um, good statement, but what is sound investment strategy for the fund? The majority, I believe, of self-managed super funds are not getting a lot of advice other than going to property people who are there to sell property to self-managed super funds. There's property people but set up specifically to try and do this sort of stuff with off to the plan and um, developments and really off the plan developments um, are risky to a degree um, simply because they are long lengthy uh, settlement periods there's also the contracts that are involved and, you know pricing's going up and down there's that but that's a whole nother podcast it is quite risky buying an existing property is a little bit different because um, you know exactly what you've got um, but in the terms of this is again it, to me it's always about it has to be done in the right context in terms of the right way and that's really where it doesn't always happen in accordance with sound investment strategy for the fund because most people won't um, as I said use a financial planner or uh, somebody who is very well versed in superannuation um, it's also, the article goes on to say some like Professor De of De Deakin University, Adrian, Dr. Adrian Rafferty, think Mr. Keating's latest comments are out of step with the ATO's SMSF data or what they suggest. Mr. Rafferty suggests borrowing practice inside of superannuation are typically more conservative than outside superannuation and typically less risky. For example, loan to value ratios for self-managed super funds are typically around 70% mark. 
I think 70% is high. Um, n- yes, most people buying borrowing for property for they live in for themselves with their name on the title. Um, a lot of people go up to 19% plus. A lot of investment properties are up at 90, 100% borrowing. Um, but it, one of the things I always teach people, it doesn't matter whether it's property or shares, is always, always leave money on the table. Don't take everything that you can borrow, and, and super funds is even more so. I would think 50 to 60% borrowing is more than enough on a super fund uh, in terms of, because you do need to allow for markets to come back. Um, and while 70% is okay um, for property, um, really you need to be even more conservative again. Uh, and Timmy, to give you an example, a, a company that borrows more than 50%, uh, uh, this is a listed entity, uh, actually a company who's borrowing more than 30% um, on the uh, a listed entity on the Australian Stock Exchange, the analysts frown about that. And they, you know, if a company's got 40 or 50% borrowing, then they're not a very welcome company. And yet, with our own retail, with our own retail clients in terms of superannuation or um, individuals, we allow them to borrow through to the hilt. Um, and the reason why is, is pretty much people know that um, as an individual, you do whatever you can to pay back the loan, especially if it's a house you're living in. You'll do that. Obviously, with self-managed super funds, it's not a house you're living in. Um, but you are uh, buying it, hopefully to get some capital gain and some income from the rent. But again, you know, people make sure that they're paying back the banks because it's individuals. With a company, they know the company can go bankrupt and the borrowing is then the company's liquidated um, and the borrowing gets wiped off. So that's why they're more conservative. But we seem to be able to go more aggressively for individuals, which is an interesting concept in itself. Um, so basically, typically FMS around 70% mark, and that's significantly tougher than they are for property investors and occupiers in the, in, in the current market. And this is what the article goes on to say. And as I said, it, it is less, but I think it still should be less. I think max 60%. You really do need to leave that uh, fudge factor in there. Borrowing outside of super, usually with double incomes, are used in cars, in calculations to point, despite potential future family plans and also last year's bonus considered normal income. It is a greater systemic risk to the economy than borrowing within super, self-managed super funds, something that was acknowledged when APRA, the Australian Prudential Rights Association, I'll just let you know what that is, tightens things last year, Mr Rafferty said. I'll just flip the page over. Sorry for that. Oh, you just heard all that noise. Um, Mr Keating has always and vehemently opposed SMSF borrowing during the financial system inquiry in 2014, chaired by the former CBA boss, David Murray. Mr Keating called for prohibitions on self-managed super fund borrowing amid surging investor financial uh, financing levels and escalating capital city house prices. And he goes on to say, if I was treasurer today, I'd be looking very hard at the whole entitlement or availability of debt to superannuations. Um, I'll just put the article down. Again, I'm not disagreeing with Mr Keating. Borrowing is fine, but you need to make sure you understand what it is. And as I said, the majority of people that I know that go out there and borrow um, for investing over borrow and they way over borrow and they never think about what if and it's always the what if what if the share market crashes what if the property market crashes what if the 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 development that you're purchasing in the apartment in for your superannuation what if that 
stalls for another year or two or what if it, the builder goes broke or what if and they don't do that so they over borrow um, and don't really plan for the worst so that's really what it's about so to me really have a good look at it understand what borrowing is especially in your super fund always be very very conservative um, in that so hopefully this has been an interesting read uh, well interesting um, podcast for you uh, as I said if you haven't found our uh, YouTube channel please go to Wealth Within TV for you on YouTube um, and have a really good look at it. And as I said, remember to subscribe to the channel. If you haven't seen my new book yet, Accelerate Your Wealth is out pretty soon. So there's some pre-orders here happening. Get on the website and order your copy today. But uh, you've been, hopefully, you've enjoyed this podcast. You've been listening to Talking Wealth. And I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Good luck. Take care and good trading. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For more information, products and services, and detailed show notes with a transcript for this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the News and Media tab in the navigation.